Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with hosts Rick and Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to the show. You are listening to Trucking 101, the show that will not only help you survive, but also thrive in your first year. My name is Melissa Grimm, and I have a couple of guests on with me tonight. They'll be coming on in just a second. First is uh, Jason, and we'll also be talking to Russ. Possibly Becky, you never know. Uh, But tonight's topic is all about personal safety on the road, especially women. We're going to talk about best practices for personal safety at truck stops and rest areas. We will cover tools, safety equipment that we recommend to maintain your safety, including guns, if your company allows them. And we'll have some examples uh, and personal stories. So first, I'm going to bring on Jason. He's going to have some information for everybody about guns on the truck. Hey, Jason, how are you doing tonight? And how about yourself? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Doing good. Excellent. Well, it's a great topic. uh, It's one that I'm a a personal fan of. But uh, as always, we should definitely preface the entire show by saying that this is not a show that gives legal advice. Uh, (laughs) We're not giving any legal advice. We're not giving... uh, you definitely need to make sure that that you are doing your own research on some of these things and that you're checking things out, making sure that you're in compliance with uh, with uh, wherever you are, uh, the places you happen to be, and make sure that you're ab- abiding by the law and uh, that you protect yourself that way. It doesn't do any good um, if we screw it all up and get ourselves in trouble legally. Um, it's not going to help us survive very good on the road. So, Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll say this. Trucking 101 is not responsible for any issues you may have with the presence of a gun on your truck. This is personal advice, not legal advice. Okay. Hopefully that covers us and we don't get in any trouble there. But as far as, uh, as, far as a firearm in the vehicle. I want to dispel a couple um, myths that uh, are being perpetuated throughout our industry. And I don't know if they're done on purpose or if it is something that they're just not quite knowledgeable about it. They might be a little ignorant of the law and not understand what it is. But uh, there is a large group of people who believe that it is illegal to carry a firearm in a commercial motor vehicle. And that is not correct. Uh, it is legal, uh, and there are provisions for it. What you have to keep in mind is that every state has different laws. Every state has a little bit different provisions, and you have to make sure that you're in compliance with uh, the locality that you're in. Um, you have to make sure that you're following those rules and that you're doing things properly, doing them uh, so that you're not going to get yourself into trouble that way. Then you also have carriers who don't allow 
a firearm in their truck. And that is uh, absolutely their right to uh, to say that if they own that truck and they uh, will not allow you to carry a firearm in the truck, then you're not going to be able to do it working for that particular carrier. But if you have a carrier, as I do, that uh, you know that allows us to uh, to carry. Now they they're not open and overt about it specifically, but you know when you ask, they say, well, make sure that you're in compliance with the laws where you are and uh you know as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do personally then they're not going to make an issue out of it they kind of just leave it at that and there's you know there may be several carriers who are like that i've worked for carriers who wouldn't allow it at all and then of course thankfully i'm working for one now that (laughs) that allows me to do that and uh you know as a as a truck driver, you don't lose your Second Amendment rights just because you drive a truck. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, to me, it's something that's personal. I've made up my mind a while ago, I'm going to stay armed as much as possible. Any opportunity that I have, all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world, and I'm going to make sure I can protect myself and my family and those around me. So, to, uh, with that being said, then uh, I guess what uh, what are you looking for specifically here? I guess we need to find out exactly what we want to uh, to point out about it. Um, well, I mean, you're you're the as close to an expert that I know of. You and Russ, uh, I don't, I know very little about uh, guns on the truck. I'm actually going to go through the concealed carry class here pretty soon as soon as I get a chance I'm going to take it so I am depending on you to educate our audience on having a gun in the truck all right well you know there's a there are several of the states that basically view your truck and especially your sleeper when you're back there in the sleeper as an extension of your home Um, if you're there you're kind of living in your truck out on the road and in some states that would be viewed as your domicile for that night um and the, with that being the case, if it's your domicile, that opens up a lot of liberty that you have with a truck, uh, with a firearm in the truck. Um, I am licensed with a concealed carry permit in my state uh, of Oklahoma, and that allows me to conceal carry uh, have uh, in about 34 or 35 other states, somewhere in there. I forget the exact number, but that allows me. Uh, to be able to carry in those states, provided that I'm following the the law there in those states also. There are certain locations you can't carry it, even though you're licensed, you know, in some states, banks and, and in, uh, you know, places that serve alcohol, uh, you know, that are specifically, I don't know, the, it's complicated the way they word it, but if, you know, like a, a place like a bar or something like that, that their main objective is to serve alcohol, you know, most states you're not allowed to carry there. Um, and those things like that. Well, I, I, first of all, I don't go to those places, so I never have that issue. So, um, but that's besides the point. But carrying on the truck, it's uh, it is legal to do that in most of the states. And then the states where there are some uh, much more restrictions, there are what they you know colloquial colloquially call. Uh, peaceable travel laws, which means that that state, although you're not legal to carry it concealed or open in that state, there are provisions that will allow you to transport it 
in your vehicle. Um, uh, for example, the state of Illinois. I'm not legal to carry in the state of Illinois because they don't recognize Oklahoma's permit. In fact, they don't recognize any other state's permit. So if I drive through, through uh, Illinois, I have to unload the weapon and I have to put it in a case and put it away where I can't get to it while I'm driving. And then I've complied with the law. Then if I'm stopped or checked or whatever, you know, is there a firearm in the vehicle? Yes, there is. It's properly put away. And there's not an issue there. And uh, there are some of the states up in the Northeast. I don't go up there real often, so I don't get, I'm not an expert on their exact laws up there. But I know there's some states that's more strict than that. But for the most part, you can find that information on what it's required to peaceably transport your firearm if you're not allowed to actually have it on your person. Um, I've got a couple websites that I use um, personally as a guide. Uh, there are two different ones. Uh, one is called uh, OpenCarry.org, um, and that is a that is a website that gives me all the laws where and the places where I can open carry. I was kind of amazed when I started looking into this how many states allow you to openly carry a firearm without even a permit. There's 30-some states that allow that. Now, Then there's other states that will allow you to open carry, provided that you do have a permit that they recognize. And uh, with that being the case, most of the states that I run in and most of the states that I travel to allow us to open carry. And so most of the time, I... Uh, I carry it open. <laughs> I have one on me almost all the time. What you have to also keep in mind is certain shippers and receivers. You're going to you have to make sure that you're complying with what they're requesting. You know, they want, you know, coming into the onto a shipper receiver's facility, then you've got to make sure that you know they're going to allow that or not allow it and you've got to make sure you comply with that and do things properly there. Um, especially places like uh, military bases. If you're going <laughs> to go onto a military base and transport something, then there's some extra hoops to jump through there if you have it with you. Some of the bases will allow you to check it in with the guards, and some require that it be taken to the, what do they, what do they call it, provost marshal, and he has to check it in. And, you know, there's... <laughs> Some of them get pretty complicated, and so you just have to make sure that you know where you're going and that you comply with that. But as far as personal safety, um, you know, I I have one with me. There's always one in, <laughs> under my pillow while I sleep, and I hear too many stories about people breaking into trucks and they found a driver killed or something like that because somebody broke in and killed him. It's just with the way society is now the way all the different things that are going on in the world i've decided i'm going to make sure i stay protected so i carry all the time and uh, you know that's a personal decision it's something you have to have the uh you have to have yourself mentally prepared for um you know carrying carrying a gun all the time or, or having one there you know there's things you have to mentally prepare for it and make sure that you're 
you know, there's some people who I don't think they'd be able to do that. They just don't have the right, I don't know, how do you say it, temperament or the right, uh, you know, the, they couldn't bring themselves to point a gun at someone else if they had to, um, you know, even if they were threatening their life or things like that. And so, you you know, you have to 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 decide for yourself and make the proper decisions in your mind on how you're going to handle that. So, you know, there's other things, and I'm not familiar with any of the laws. I know some states will allow mace or a stun gun, uh, different types of tasers or things like that, and I don't know anything about those. But personally, I have firearms in the truck, and I stay protected. Uh, one of the things that's a, a, a concern uh, in truck driving is personal safety with women because uh, uh-huh. there's more men out here driving trucks than there are women. So there is the possibility of, you know, me being a woman and a truck driver, of us getting taken advantage of or, or attacked or something like that. So do you have any advice for women who are driving trucks? Um. Well, personally, my my personal opinion is that, uh, you, you know, I think every honest citizen ought to be armed. <laughs> the general way to to uh, to put it that way, but uh, it's not always feasible. Um, as far being able to protect yourself, I would carry whatever you're allowed to carry for protection, whether that be a, a mace or a stun gun or or something that you're proficient in its use and that you're okay to use or legal to use with your company or your the state where you're in. But then some of it comes down to taking the proper precautions before you ever get out of a vehicle. Um, you know, make sure you're not parking in very, very dark areas off all by yourself uh, as you pull into a truck, uh, a rest area or something like that. Try to park in lighted areas try to uh um if uh, if possible uh you can be with somebody uh you know if you have if you're running with somebody that you that you trust you know walk in and out of truck stops as a group or or with a couple people there um instead of by yourself and and those are just everyday everyday safety things that you ought to you ought to be doing all the time anyway just always be aware of your surroundings um, you know, if, if something doesn't feel right, you know, you need to take action to, to correct that in some way, whether that be, you know, I I don't think I'm going to walk across this parking lot. Maybe I have to move the truck or maybe you have to do something else or, you know, it's, I don't know how to, what exactly all of the steps that someone ought to take. I've, uh, you know, but I think that well, you've just got to make sure you're aware of your surroundings. You've got to, you know, be vigilant. Um, you know, and, and you know, don't put yourself in a play in unnecessary situation. You know, uh, you know, you're not always going to be in a situation that feels completely comfortable. But if you work at it, you can uh, you can minimize those times um, by taking proper steps and proper precautions. Uh, you know, to uh, to make sure that those are minimized as much as possible. 
Yeah, I'll say what I always did uh, when I was uh, not necessarily by myself, but, you know, if Rick was asleep and I stopped at a uh, a truck stop or a rest area and it was dark, I I didn't necessarily like doing it. But we had a – it was actually called a zapper, I think. I was supposed to put out a Uh mandible. We bought it at a truck yeah, stop in, uh, in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, and cool. Yeah, so those I little stun those. gun type thing. Those are nice. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those. Um, it was actually a combination flashlight uh, and zapper, so I could use it as a flashlight so I could see, and then it switched right over to the electricity. And uh, I don't know if it ever worked or deterred anybody that was maybe looking at me sideways, but I would get out of the truck. I would have that in my hand, and I would test it just to make sure it was working. It made a pretty loud noise, and it was pretty bright. So uh, yeah. if anybody knew what that was, they would know that I had it. And then I would proceed to, you know, go to the bathroom. That was that was what I always did, and I think, and you know, obviously I had success, so I never had any problems. So that's something. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Um, if if you're allowed to carry something like that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a flashlight, know, just a simple flashlight could help but... tremendously. Right. And that's, that's another thing I was going to mention. I don't know the legality of the zapper, but honestly, I don't care. You know, if it kept me safe <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a dark area, I don't care. Um, and then there's this flashlight you can get. It's like a super bright flashlight. And it, and if you, hit it a certain number of times. I actually have it at five. And it'll put off a strobe light. So you want to aim it right at the uh, attacker's face, and it should temporarily blind them so you can, you know, run away or zap them or whatever. So that's something else that, that you can do. Yeah. They're, they make uh, devices also, I didn't even think of this earlier, but uh, have some sort of a really high decibel siren um, that you can hit. I mean, just ear-splitting loud noise, um, you know, some that will can attract a lot of attention. And if uh, something's attracting a lot of attention, a lot of times a criminal like that's not going to stay around uh, a whole lot. You know, so, I mean, none of this stuff is foolproof. None of it uh, is going to stop every situation. Um, you know, you've got to, you know, definitely be, be vigilant, be prepared, Um you know, it, all of that stuff is is good. Um, a dog, if you can carry it, yeah. if you have a dog on the truck. Sometimes uh, I've seen some ladies with some pretty big German shepherds and some some dogs like that. Uh, I'm sure people would uh, avoid trying to attack that particular person. They got a dog right there beside them, and you know, there's different things mm-hmm. like that. Not everybody can can be in that situation, but it's you know you. Being aware of your surroundings and and taking every precaution you can is 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 never a bad thing. Um, don't put right. yourself in, in situations that's that's dangerous. Right. Go ahead. Uh, don't 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 park in uh, really dark areas like the the parking areas that they have uh, in Texas. If you if you're by yourself, I would I would avoid those. Those are dangerous because there's no lighting, uh, no security. Um, if you're looking to park for the night, I would, you know, go with the truck stop or a well-lit, uh, preferably with security rest area. But if you're driving through the night, 
and you just need to stop to go to the bathroom. I, at, during the day, I don't like stopping at truck stops because they're way too busy. There's too much going on. It takes way longer to do what I need to do than would if I had to go, if I stopped at a rest area. But at night, because it's so dark and you don't know what's going on and people tend to do things at night that they don't do during the day, I would always stop at a truck stop. I'd pull them to the fuel island. It's very well lit. Normal business going on. You know, guys just fuel them in trucks. There's people not too far away. So if I ever had to stop to go to the bathroom, I would always stop at a truck stop and go into the pumps and then get back out on the road so I wouldn't be in a situation where it was off by myself. Because some of these rest areas, uh, you park in the parking lot and you got to walk like a half a mile to get to the bathroom in the dark. So that just doesn't yeah. fly with me. So I always stop at a truck stop at night. Yep, that's uh, good advice. Um you know, I started to mention a couple of websites as far as the from the for the firearms, and uh, the one was uh, OpenCarry.org. The other one that I use uh, often is USACarry.com, and those uh, those two give quite a bit of information on all the different states and and different legalities of carrying. Um, you know, and they're not specifically designed and specifically set up for truck drivers, but they're just general, general information for those who wish to carry or exercise their Second Amendment rights. Um, so it's it's good resources. Um, you can also contact uh, the state police of the states that you go to. Most of them are willing to talk to you and discuss what's legal, what's not. Um, you can get a hold of them. Uh, talk to. Even sometimes police officers can give you good information um, if you just happen to uh, to see them and be able to talk to them. But you know you can call the you know call the state police um, you know of different states and they'll you know discuss whatever they need to with you. Okay, that's that's awesome. Thanks very so, much for all that information, Jason. Is there anything else you want uh, to add before no, I bring you're welcome. Home? Oh, not a All right. not particularly, I guess. Just uh, stay safe. <laughs> okay, thank you, Jason. All right. Okay, so we're gonna bring Russ Morgan on. He's also got some good advice for uh, really weapons and something he calls safety equipment. Hey, Russ, how's it going? Uh, good. Give me just a second. I'm back into a hole here, and I've just about got it accomplished without hitting anything. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I moved from one okay. side of the parking lot to the other. So, I, okay, All right, I'm in the hole. Uh, All right. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, I can add to uh, one of his websites. Uh, handgunlaw.us is really good, too, uh, for concealing carry stuff. And it's mainly concealed carry. Uh, it'll tell you what uh, you can click on the state that you have your permit in, and it'll uh, show you what state you have reciprocity in. So, uh, but yeah, safety equipment. Um, a flare gun, uh, which is safety equipment, which is perfectly legal uh, to carry at close range, is can be very, very deadly. Um, you know, I would hate to ha- ever have to fire one at somebody, but I mean, you're going to get a 2,000 degree flare hit them. 
mm-hmm. and I've seen uh, there's several videos uh, that I've seen on YouTube uh, where uh, over short distances they're going, uh, you know, those will actually penetrate through uh, uh, plywood and stuff like that. So, um, and it's considered safety equipment. So, you know, it's not really considered having a gun. It's not considered having a gun on the truck. Um, right. So if your carrier has a no weapons policy or the customer yes. has a no weapons policy, that would not fall under that policy. Right. I have been to one facility, and I, I I can't tell you which facility I was, but it actually said no flare guns uh, <laughs> on their gate. So... Uh, I think it was a chemical place I was at. I kind of get that. <laughs> they don't want, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't want a flare gun accidentally going off in there because, you know, you may have a, a real mess. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that's the only place I've ever seen that. Now, I see, you know, I, I see it um, lots of places that I go, you know, uh, no weapons past this point, no weapons on property. Some of them are just no weapons in the building. You know, uh, and we see that quite a bit, uh, especially you get up in uh, – uh, I, I tend to see it a little more north, in the northeast and, uh, than I do anywhere. Um, uh, I think almost all of the Walmart facilities are that way too. They'll say, you know, no weapons. Um, but anyway, uh, as far as for self-defense, uh, another good thing is – uh, and I don't know if y'all discussed this. I lost signal a while ago. Uh, it's wasp spray. Uh, no, did y'all discuss we didn't. that? Okay. No, yeah. we did not. Uh, yeah, yeah, wasp spray. Uh, you know, because you got about a twenty foot shot, and you hit somebody in the eyes with that, and they're going to be in a whole lot of pain for quite some uh, for quite some time. It's a uh, uh, a very good self defense weapon, and uh, uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I've actually gone and picked up a trailer that there was a uh, wasp nest under it, so. You know, having the wasp spray was, uh, you know, was always a bonus, uh, especially when I was running around the oil field. We'd, we'd go pick up containers and stuff like that that have been sitting on a location for a while, and and uh, uh, so we always carried that wasp spray in the uh, in those trucks. And uh, uh, Jason mentioned the dog, and uh, just so happened here a few nights ago, I was out and I was talking to another driver in the parking lot, and. Uh, uh, of course, I've got the uh, yellow lab in the truck, and when she's in the truck, she's not playing. Uh, you get close to this truck, and you're going to think she's absolutely lost her mind because she'll be bouncing off the glass and looks like she's trying to eat you up. Well, another driver walked up and said, is that your dog? I said, yeah. I said, well, that, uh, why, why do you have a mean dog? I said, well, she's mean inside that truck. I said, why don't you go open the door? He said, no, I'm not. And it's, you know, she's doing her job. I can get her out. She'll crawl in your lap and play ball with you. But inside this truck, I mean, that's her domain, and, you know, and she means business. And uh, when I'm out walking uh, with her, I, you know, there's no doubt that uh, if I ever got in trouble that, you know, uh, uh, she would help fight. And, you know, now, like I said, she's not aggressive except for inside the truck. And uh, she uh, – well, I, I'm sure I could get some references from mechanics that she has run out of the truck. She's run many of them out of the truck. Yeah, she's definitely upset a few and of them. 
And didn't she Do warn I? you about somebody behind your trailer one time? Oh, yes, 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 that is correct. Yeah, I was sitting, uh, I was off I-10 uh, right there in the edge of the Davis Mountains. Uh, I was in the summertime and uh, getting dark. And, man, we had the windows down because being up on the mountain, man, the temperature was dropping nice. And I was relaxing. I was sitting back in the bunk. And she started going crazy up here. I didn't hear anything. And uh, But she happened to be looking in the mirror, which she does a lot. And a vehicle had pulled up behind my trailer. And they got out, and they were, uh, you know, looking at the back of my trailer. time I rocked the truck, you know, getting up, moving around, trying to get out of the truck, uh, they took, you know, uh, they jumped in their vehicle and took off. So, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I never would have known they were back there. I mean, I never heard them or what have you, but she happened to be sitting up here and, uh, and, uh, saw them in the mirror. And of course I'm sure she heard them too, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's, uh, saved me a load theft. Cause I was in, I wasn't in a, an unlit place, but I was in, I don't know if y'all, well, I'm sure, I know you've run West Texas, but you know, you get out there and there's all kinds of places to park behind little convenience stores and, you know, uh, by the end of the – or when you wake up in the morning, there may be – if you're lucky, there may be two trucks in there, uh, counting you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I woke up and been the only truck in there. Uh, and, of course, that place closed during the night. They left the lights on. But still, I mean, I was the – you know, me and the me and the dog were it. So, uh, I mean, we, we had our screens in our windows and what have you. But, yeah, if, if somebody gets to messing around – she's woke me up several times at night uh, – with you know, a lot of times it's just people walking by or somebody's walking by the truck and they're talking. You know, she gets up and she looks. Uh, if somebody knocks on the door, uh, she answers the door first. You know, <laughs> I can't get out of bed as quick as she does. I, she comes flying off the bed, and you know, if it's a driver that needs help, you know, they're definitely going to knock again. Uh, so, but when she bounces off the glass and they leave, well, obviously they weren't there for a very good purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, like I said, I've had. You know, I've had drivers knock again. Hey, I, you know, I need your help for something. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, a dog in the truck, uh, if your company allows it, is uh, absolutely awesome. And I, I kind of help make her the way she is inside the truck uh, when mm-hmm. she was a puppy, and telling her to wa- you know, to watch people and and uh, what have you. So. And, you know, now she just does it all the time. Of course, she gets a little wild with it. I mean, if, you know, they can be 50 feet from the truck, and she still <laughs> parks at them. But, hey, you know what? She's doing her job. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something you want to think about. We did a show about uh, choosing a carrier uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, that you should put that on your list because if you're concerned about – I mean, there's – so many things happening nowadays with truck drivers. I, I hear stories about truck drivers getting killed way too often. So I would go with a carrier that allows a dog, and I would get a dog because, I I mean, it's just uh, an extra advantage to being safe out on the road, whether you're a man or a woman. Right, and as an owner-operator, like I said, we can, uh, uh, you know, we can ride her off as a, uh, you know, a security for the truck. So, right. Yeah. There's, I think that I, I think technically they're supposed to be trained well and what have you, but you know, I mean, I can put an alarm in here and it's a tax deduction. I promise you, there's no better alarm than ninety uh, than ninety pounds of Labrador going crazy in the truck. You know, you're gonna get out of bed. 
<laughs> or somebody's not going to open the door. Uh, right. And I had something else I was going to say, and my my brain went south on me there. Um, I don't remember if it was about dogs Maybe it'll or not. come back there. Yeah, maybe it'll come uh, back to me. Uh, do what? Uh, well, I was just going to list. Let's see. We talked about having a flare gun as safety equipment slash personal protection, wall spray. One of the things that I like uh, as a weapon is the tire, a tire thumper. You can get some pretty mean, heavy tire thumpers that are sold as tire thumpers, but you can totally use them as weapons. So that's another thing. Anything oh, yeah. else? Good, yeah. Good tire thumper. I, uh, I think I heard. Uh, I think I heard y'all mention a flashlight. Uh, and yes, and there are some really, really bright ones out now. That you know, if somebody's night vision, uh, especially if you're in a dark area, and you hit them in the face with uh, with that beam of light, um, especially really, really bright. You know, you've given yourself and well, you've kind of taken your advantage away. I would suggest. Um, you know, getting it kind of aimed at them and hitting the button if you can and closing your eyes real quick. That way you still kind of keep your night vision uh, at when you're fixing to just completely destroy their night, night vision. So that is going to give you – make them a little bit blind. You know, you can help get away. Um, there's another thing. I don't know – I'm not sure about the legalities of this. Uh, I know it works extremely well, and you can pick it up at any sporting goods store. Uh, and it's bear spray. Um, and like I said, not sure about the legalities of that. So yeah, y'all, everybody take that with a grain of salt. Uh, you might get in trouble for it. Um, but, um, I'm of the opinion now, this is completely my opinion. I'm of the opinion. I would, uh, rather, have to go through a legal system and explain why I use this uh, uh, rather than be carried by six people to my grave. Right. So, uh, but like I said, the wasp spray, um, you know, no legalities against that at all. Like I said, I don't know if you can get in trouble for bear spray. I know some places you can get in trouble for mace um, or pepper yeah. spray. Um yeah. I don't know if Jason covered this. I know there's, there's, a, there's certain states if you're going to carry a weapon – uh, last time I looked it up, uh, New Jersey uh, er, uh, hollow points were a felony. So, um, and New Jersey doesn't honor very many. It doesn't have reciprocity with almost any state. Uh, New Jersey yeah. doesn't. New York doesn't. Um, basically, stay. You know, if you're if you're going to carry a weapon in the truck and try to do it legally and and what have you, stay out of the Northeast. That's Right. Probably the best advice, <laughs> you know, no farther than Pennsylvania, uh, yeah, no New York, New Jersey. Um, I think I've covered most everything. I, who knows? You may say something, and I may think of something later. But I think I've covered most everything I can think of off the top of my head. So, well, oh, I got a yard view. As... You got to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. No, I'm all right. No, oh, he just making sure I was okay. I've been since I've been sitting here for a minute and hadn't pulled my load out. So. Oh, okay. Well, I was just yeah. gonna say um, another thing you count as a tool because um, knives they come in handy for all kinds of reasons, and you can also use them to protect yourself with a knife. 
and you can say that that's a tool. I mean, if you have it below a certain length, uh, it's not considered a weapon. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and there's always one in my pocket. There's always a knife in my pocket, and there's always a multi-tool. I carry a real nice Gerber multi-tool. You know what? That brings up another good point. Uh, This Gerber multi-tool fits my hand really, really well. I can can wrap my hand around it, and uh, so now my my fist just gained about a pound and a half, probably maybe, maybe more than that, maybe a couple of pounds, you know, if you have to fight. Um... You know, uh, or I can use one end or the other if I had to, you know, to hit somebody with it. And like I said, it's always on me. Um, when I'm out here working around the truck, I'm constantly, you know, constantly using it. And, and guys, if you're going to buy something like this, don't cheap out. Uh, I've had some cheap ones, and, yeah, go ahead and just buy a good one. <laughs> the cheap ones do not right. last and will not take a meeting. Uh, you know, you said something about drivers getting killed the other day, and that, that did remind me that um, – um, I read a story that uh, in Atlanta, and I think it was two days ago. I don't remember exactly when, but I think two days ago, uh, a truck driver uh, had pulled over on the side of the road. He was actually in uh, the downtown Atlanta area and uh, pulled over. Evidently, was having uh, uh, some issues with his truck, um, had his hood open, and uh, according to his uh, electronic log and everything, he'd been there about 20 minutes when the police found him, but another driver called in. He was laying in front of his truck, and he'd been shot in the head. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely be aware of your surroundings, especially if somebody, you know, be real leery if somebody stops to help. Uh, don't let your guard down uh, is the main thing. I, you know... I tend to trust a lot of people and what have you, but if you know somebody pulls over to help me or somebody comes up and approaches me, I I, I use a lot of caution until they've kind of proved that yeah, okay, I'm here to you know really give you a hand and you know not be a nuisance. Right. So. Yep. Absolutely. Anyway, yep. did you have did you have any more questions over guns or anything, or have we, Jason and I, pretty much covered I think- that? I think you pretty well covered guns. I think we're probably going to do um, another episode uh, all about, you know, concealed carry and everything like that, because I'm going to go through the class, so it'll be all be fresh in my mind. So I, I think I'd like to talk about it on the show. So if anybody's interested in getting your concealed carry permit, i probably do a show on that here pretty soon, because I'm about to take the class. And um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we pretty well covered guns. You know, just make sure that you're – company allows it or when you're picking a company make sure that they allow it before you sign on with them because uh i think that's one of the things that we need to have especially if we're by ourselves something a gun a dog uh something like that yes yeah yeah definitely uh definitely definitely so um I thought of something else. Man, I I think I just need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Um, yeah, well, it's you know it's only eight thirty up here, and I and I haven't worked that hard today. But uh, my I, I don't know, my brain I guess is just not with it today. Maybe I need some bulletproof coffee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Decaf, so you can go to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, okay. 
Any other questions for me? or? I don't think so. I think you've given us a great bit of information, and we appreciate it. Okay. Well, I, I'll be around here. I'm going to drop a hook, but I'll, I'll carry my phone with me and uh, and listen, and uh, I won't pull out till the show's over. So if you think of something, I'll still be right here. Okay. Thanks. I'll bring you back on if we need you. Okay. Okay. Um, we do have a question on the line. Uh, and if anybody else has a question, actually, I think he had a suggestion. Oh, we have two. Okay. We have two people on the line with suggestions. So if anybody else has a question, oh my, okay, actually we have four. I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so we got some questions to get to and suggestions, so that's good. But if anybody else has any questions or comments or topics, press one and we'll bring you on the show. Let's go ahead and get started with our suggestions. Leo in Massachusetts, you're on the air. Go ahead. Good evening. I love the show. I have uh, probably three tips that I that I I can share with you guys that I you probably have not touched on on the on the program. One is uh, those when you deliver to plazas or malls, don't go to the back of the store. Uh, I I prefer to stay on the parking lot where it's light and traffic. That's one. Um, I also I can believe that I, I drove for three or four years without knowing that. Pull up your seat, uh, you you the belt, uh, safety belt, and wrap it around the handle of the door before you go to sleep. Um, you can lock uh, both doors if your door has a handle. You can go around and then click it, and that will secure the will secure the door or oh, yeah, both doors. Um, and uh, I like to do something. Uh, is to I use the the bar the I used to pull the the pig wheel and wrap it around the horn, especially when I'm a in a in a plaza or in a very lonely place. And sometimes uh if you can pull it out and it blow the horn, so you can make a noise if someone you someone's trying to break into into your truck. And I think that's those those things that I do that I I believe they keep, they keep me safe. Or they give me peace of mind when I go to sleep. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Leo. Yeah, those are some great tips. Um, the safety belt thing, uh, believe it or not, I just learned that. Um, if we have time, I'll go ahead and share my story about how I learned about the safety belt thing. But another thing you can do is you can take a bungee cord and wrap it around both of the door handles across the front of the truck before you go to sleep. And that will keep anybody from opening the door because it will just bounce right back. Okay, so let's move on to Jim in Oregon. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I used to live in the uh, communist country of California. And this place, you've really got to be careful. Those tire thumpers, I've seen flashlights that look like a, uh, tire thumper, uh, those are all illegal there. They're considered a weapon. And God forbid if you got it someplace where it looks like it might be concealed and they just see the end of it or something, they will, that that just adds to the problem. 
and uh, knives, if it's three and a half inch blade or longer, and it's a folding knife and you got it in your pocket, that's considered concealed. I mean, they're really goofy there, uh, which I'm sure everybody knows. And I'm sure, you know, I almost suspect that uh, New York and New Jersey, they're kind of like that too, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, California, for sure, you've got to be real careful with what you bring in there. Even a, a citizen of California, if you take a weapon out of your house, the ammunition, the ammunition has to be in a lockbox separate from the weapon, which has to be in a lockbox. So... Hmm. <laughs> Just be real careful. Everybody ends up in California eventually, but just be right. real careful with everything that you take in there. That's okay. about it. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. We you appreciate bet. that. You bet. Oh, yeah, California. My advice is just to stay out of California completely. Uh, so if you can avoid them, please do so. That's what I like to do. Okay, so now we're going to go on to Rafael in New Mexico. Hi, Rafael. You're on the air. Hey. Um, I was going to bring a – I carry a uh, baton, those extendable batons, uh, like for security. I use that as, as mm-hmm. a thumper. And I, there's a – you can buy, like, a little uh, uh, holder that holds on to your pants. You know, it'll, it'll shorten down. There's some short ones about – Maybe it's just about your fist, as big as your fist, and they extend about three, about three times the size. That's the one that I carry a lot. And uh, like self-defense classes, uh, those are a big one. Uh, like I, since I'm over the road, I have my wife take them to you know martial arts, and that that helps her. You know that helps that helps a lot too. All right. That's great advice. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Next we have Dave in Kentucky. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? Hello. Good. Um, Well, I just wanted to elaborate on the points you guys were making about dogs in in the car. Because I found uh, dogs have really been a good self-defense tool for me when I'm defending, you know, my my car, but uh, my wife can't uh, put the dog in the car because her pussy smells like shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, okay, we were, I got a story that I was going to tell. Uh, when Leo was talking about um wrapping the seatbelt around the door handle to help keep it shut, to keep people from breaking in. I just recently learned about that. I never saw it before, but the reason I learned about it was because I was down in uh, Laredo and uh, we were parked at a truck stop. We were there for a while because we were waiting on a load uh, and it got canceled and, you know, we had to find another load, Laredo, but whatever. So uh, my husband, Rick, always liked to take his pants, fold them up, and put them on the front seat, the driver's seat, and we would go to sleep. And uh, at some point during the night, 
somebody very stealthily opened the driver's door of the truck and took the wallet out of his pants, even took the time to unhook the chain and take the, the wallet out. And we were alerted to it by security text messages from from our bank, which, you know, the bank security can be annoying until, you know, turns out in your favor. So deal with them because if your wallet gets stolen, you're, you're going to be thanking them because they only got a few purchases off before we were able to shut them down. And then, of course, we posted it on Facebook because that's what you do, right? And we got all kinds of suggestions for uh, other things, you know, happen to other people, this is what I do. And somebody said, this is how I secure my door at night. And they wrap the seatbelt around the door, keep the door closed. Uh, It's just a, a little extra step, you know, to make sure that you have secured yourself in the vehicle when you're shut down for the night. Because it's very possible that we even forgot to lock the door. I'm not sure because we left to go to the bathroom and then we came back to the truck and uh, we honestly couldn't remember if we had locked the door. But if we had gotten into the habit of that seatbelt thing or the bungee cord, which is great, you know, uh, obviously we would remember to lock the door and even if we didn't, it would have been okay because it would have been tied shut. So that's a, that's a really great thing when you're shut down for the night uh, you want to secure yourself inside your truck so nobody can get in uh, and harm you or steal from you or anything like that. So the seatbelt thing is great. The bungee cord thing is great. And just try to stay out of, you know, bad areas. <laughs> Laredo is another one of those places that I would recommend staying out of. It's not, it's not a fun place. Unless you're getting paid really well to go down there, I would avoid it. So, yeah, that's that's my personal story. And uh, we actually have somebody else who has a similar story. She actually has a dog, but he wasn't with her at the time. I'm going to go ahead and bring Becky on so she can tell her story. Hi, Becky. Hey. I figured you want to share your story about how that one time you didn't have your dog with you. Yeah, the one time that Bailey was not with me. Uh, I was actually in Dallas, which I never sleep at the Flying J, but my AC had gone out, and it was August, so it was about 182 in the shade in Dallas, and I was out of hours, and so I couldn't drive home. We only lived like three hours away, couldn't drive home, so I put Bailey in the truck with Russ because we have, you know, two different trucks, and said, I'll see you at home tomorrow. Um I'll spend the night here, and I'll be home tomorrow, put the truck in the shop. Well, I parked right next to the Idle Air uh, building and put the uh, Idle Air in my window so I'd have AC and went to bed because I'd been up pretty early. And since I had used my card to swipe the Idle Air you know, deal in the truck, I had just laid my wallet on my dash and went to bed, took my iPhone back there and went to bed. Of course, curtains were shut, all of that. Woke up this morning, what I had my cards and license in wasn't actually a wallet, but it was black. And the interior of the truck is black, and I'm looking for my wallet, and I'm like, where in the world did I put that thing? And so I'm turned, I'm 
uh, tossing the truck upside down, just under blankets, on the floor, behind the seats, wherever I could think of, because I knew I had not left the truck since I had swiped it in the idle air, so I knew I hadn't lost it outside somewhere, had to be in the truck. Well, I sit down for a minute, and I'm looking at the phone. I'm thinking, well, maybe if I just sit down, I'll, you know, uh, see if I can find it here in a minute. I'll check on some emails. Then I started seeing the emails that had come in through the the early morning and late night. Uh, this is Capital One. If you have made this charge, and I'm thinking, what in the world? And it was on like three or four cards. Uh, come to find out somebody had opened the locked truck door, reached in, got the wallet off the dash while I literally slept two feet away. Mm-hmm. And that it's scary when you think about it. And, of course, they didn't really get anything because it was all credit cards. Um, got the debit cards turned off before they even managed to do them. Um the credit cards, it was gas mostly. That's what most of these people seem to, you know, use it for right away. But so, you know, it was really not out any of the money because, of course, they'll, they, you know, uh, they reverse all the, the charges. Uh, but the main thing is, was knowing that somebody was in there literally in the truck while I slept. And yes, that is scary when you think you're safe in your locked truck. Um, and I'd known about the safety belt trick and, you know, you get complacent. I've been on the road for, you know, 14 years and you get complacent. You know, you've been out here 14 years. Nothing like that ever happens to me. And, but it sure does. And it sure can. So you you do need to, regardless of how long you've been out here, uh, take those safety precautions. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. So thank you very much, Becky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got about five minutes left in the show. I'm just going to say a couple more things, and then I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Um, so your personal choice, make sure you do your research on the weapons, you know, especially in California and the Northeast. Uh, a dog, you know, um, or self-defense classes so you can, you know, personally protect yourself without a weapon, but a weapon is always good too. And uh, just, you know, look into what your options are. Do your research. And if you have any questions, you can send us a message. Uh, Go over to the Trucking 101 Facebook page. It's Trucking 101 on Audio Road. If you haven't given us a like, go ahead and give us a like. And you can ask ask us a question there. we will be putting up the websites that Russ and Jason mentioned on the Facebook page. So you can go check out those for the concealed carry. And we're probably going to be doing another show all about concealed carry because it's a, it's a good topic for truck drivers. So a lot of them don't know that you can have a gun on the truck uh, in certain situations, depending on your carrier. So that is that, that is that for personal safety out on the road. Um, I just want to end the show with a quote from our favorite best-selling author, Larry Wingett. Love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. 
be sure to catch us. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, I have an announcement to make. I almost forgot. We will be making a change to the show. Um, the Saturday uh, will not be our normal recording time anymore. We will be changing to Thursday nights. It'll still be at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're just going to change to Thursday night. So our next show is actually going to be on Thursday, so it's going to be a short week. So our next recording will be Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, be sure to call in, 319-527-6094. And be sure to check out the Facebook page. Thanks, everybody. Good night.